I want to read some scripture to you. You got a Bible? Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Uh, this, is the, this is the final week of uh, getting my swag back. Uh, have you, has this helped anybody? Has this helped anybody? All right. Uh, it's helped Buddy Davis. Anybody else? Is that, uh, that's good. Buddy, it's helped you and I. This is, I've been preaching to myself in this series. Uh, if you've been, uh, been here for this series, uh, about, a, about a year or so ago, God gave me these, these three truths that I have in like my daily planner. Um, it's, a, it's a day starter is what I call it. It's my day starter. And in my day starter, I have like my, get my attitude of gratitude on. So I just thank God for about 10 different things in my life. And then I, I have these just different positive affirmations I speak over my life. Maybe you're all positive. Maybe you got your whole act together. I got to have some help in the morning. And so I, I have these three truths in there. And I say these every day. And man, it just, you know, because the world comes at you, doesn't it? I mean, the the world is just going to hit you. It hits you at work. It hits you on your campus, um, your peers. Everybody is, is trying to knock you down a notch. And God wants to give you your confidence back. That's what this series has been all about. Not outward cockiness, but about having a Christ confidence. This confidence in Christ deep within me that when I begin to see how God sees me, when I, when I see that, then, then it changes how I see me. If I know how God sees me, then it's going to change how I see me. So Romans chapter 8 and these three truths, I would just encourage you to write these down too or take a snapshot of the screen. We're going to put them up. And let's just say these together, and, and let's say them with, with meaning, all right? I am loved by the Father. Okay, start over, start over, start over. I mean, like, like, like you really mean it, like you're excited, okay? Like if you're a follower of Jesus today, I want you to imagine today that there are people here that don't know Jesus. And guess what? There are people here, they don't know Jesus. And when we come in, we're like, I'm loved by the Father. Say about son, God by the Spirit. They're like, Really? I don't know if I want that. Okay, so let, let, let's say it. Let's say it like we really believe it. And honestly, if you're a follower of Jesus and you're struggling with these, this is why it's good to say these things. Because there's days I don't feel like saying it, and I just remind myself. I camped on this thought here this morning for like 20 minutes in my day starter. 20 minutes goes by. I'm just camped on it. Man, I am loved by the Father. Say that with me. I am loved by the Father. He loves you. He loves you. You're his kid. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, or who you've been doing it with. He loves you. He has adopted you as his own. I am saved by the Son. Say that. I am saved by the Son. No guilt, no shame, no condemnation resides in you as a child of God. You have been set free. You have come out of that grave into new life. Man, there's just some days I have to sit there and go, I'm saved by the, you, you don't remember that. Like you choose not to hold that. In. Wow. And then the third one, let's say this together. What? I am guided by the Spirit. We're going to talk about that one today. So Romans chapter 8. We're going to read a couple verses and I'm going to let you sit down. All right. Romans chapter 8. The Apostle Paul writes this letter to the church in Rome. We're going to read a few verses starting in verse 5, and we're going to jump around a little bit, so try to stay with me. Um, I read out of the New Living Translation, so if you uh, have a mobile device, download version. look for the New Living Translation. Verse 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature. Now, if you're new to church, the sinful nature is like our human nature. It's just our, 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 
are bent towards sin and rebellion against God. Like, we all got it. Come on, tell somebody and say, you got it, I got it. You got it, I got it, okay? All of us, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, you got this sinful nature, and it's a bent to rebel against God. It's a bent to, to just do those things that God doesn't want us to do. And, and, and so when you have that, you think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, they think about things that please the Spirit. So, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind, it leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws. It never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Now skip down a few verses. Let's go to verse 12. Therefore... Dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. That is some really good news. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you're going to live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Father, in this moment, we praise you and we thank you that we are children of the living God, and in this moment, we would ask that your spirit would guide us, that you would speak to every person in this place today. God, help us to open ourselves up to you just a little bit to go, all right, even if you're not a follower of Jesus today, you say, all right, God, if you're there, whoever you are, whatever you might look like, I don't really know you, I don't really understand you, I got a lot of questions about you, <laughs> but all right, I'm game, talk to me. God, would you just speak through me and be used by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. Well, thank you, Tim. Give Tim in. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Come on, give Tim. That's Tim. Give Tim in. Multifaceted, multi-talented. Come on, take him out. Come on, come on. Come back out. Come on. Give a wave to the people. Yeah, all right. There you go. All right. Hey, Tim. It goes like that. All right. It goes like that. All right. <laughs> Hey, as, as followers of Jesus, there are, are seasons where um, you just feel like you're crushing it, like things are going great. Do you ever have those seasons where, um, I mean, you're just, you're, just, you're just rocking. Things are going so well. Like, you, you, you get up before the dawn. Like, you, I ariseth before the dawn to meet thee, O Lord. I mean, it's just such a good feeling, and you just... You just, you just jump out of bed because you're like, I can't wait. And then, and then you go and you, your Bible, it's like the Holy Spirit goes whoosh. And it just kind of folds open. And you're like, oh, it's amazing. And, and then, then a beam of light comes down from heaven and illuminates a passage. And you're like, I've never seen that before. You're like, that's amazing. You ever had that? Like, and it just pops off the page. You, you carry that scripture with you all day long. And it's just like, man, I've never seen it like that. It's just so amazing. And then you pray. And then you pray, and your prayers are like, they're like carried to heaven on the wings of angels. It's, it's just such a good season to be in. I, I, I love that season because in, in that season, too, sin and, and temptation are just easily overcome. I mean, it's just, it's just easy. It's just for some reason you're like, man, I'm just not, I'm not struggling with sin and temptation. I mean, I can go T-Swift on it, shake it off. I can shake it off, okay? I can rise above it. It just feels good. But then there are those seasons where instead of crushing it, it is crushing you. 
There ain't no horizon before the dawn, okay? I mean, it's just rush out the door and you see the word and you're like, I know why, but on it just, or you, or you get it and you just, you're like looking at it and you're trying and there's just nothing coming off of the pages and you're like, I read the thing and nothing was there. And then you pray and there's a weight to your prayer. It doesn't even, doesn't even get above the dining room table. The prayers are just, it's just, you're just lost in that. And then sin, (laughs) sin and temptation, man, you are easily tripped up in those seasons. Are you not? I mean, it's just the seasons are, you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm struggling. And, uh, and what, you ever had something that you conquered a long time ago? And then suddenly it comes back on you again, and you're like, what is this? I conquered this, and then it trips you up that easily? Yeah. Or, or maybe there's, there's something that, all right, this, this crowd over here is with me. This crowd over here, they, they got it conquered, but let me go to this side over here. Okay, because you all are feeling, we got all the sinners on this side of the room, and we got all the saints over here. Come on, can I get an amen? Um, <laughs> All right, okay. But there are just those seasons, and maybe there, there's something that, like, you never struggled with before. Yeah. And then suddenly, there it is, and, and now you're struggling with something that you never had an issue with before, and you're sitting there wondering, what is going on? I was so on fire, and things were going so good, and now I'm just so easily tripped up. Of course, that's, that's none of us here, is that? That's none of us. That's the 930 crowd, right? We're just, we're going we're, we're gonna to take notes for them, right? Yeah, or, or maybe, um, now this is, this is true, maybe, maybe you are crushing it. I mean, things are going really, really well, but there's just that, that, there's that one thing, that one thing that just keeps tripping you up. Well, today, I want to tell you, you can get your swag back. You can regain your confidence in Christ. And Paul tells us in this letter here in Romans chapter 8, he tells us what's happening. And what's happening is it's a battle for control that's taking place in our mind. Come on, t- turn to three people right now. Let's practice say it's all in your head. It's all, it's all in your head, all right? Romans 8, 5, look what he says. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they what? Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they... We don't have that up there. I'm sorry, that's my bad, okay? Do we have that scripture? Romans 8, 5? No wonder you were just looking at me. It's strange. Y'all was like, huh? Romans 8, 5. Let me read it to you, okay? They must be having some problems there. Okay, those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they think, say think. They think about sinful things. But those who are controlled, in other words, those who are guided by the Holy Spirit, they what? They think, there we go, they think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control what? Your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind, say your mind, or in other words, letting the Spirit guide your mind leads to life and peace. That's some good news right there. Have you ever thought about your thought life? You ever ever thought about your, I mean, our, our, our thoughts are really powerful. I mean, so sometimes the biggest enemy we face isn't out there, it's, it's in here. Uh, okay, maybe it's just me, but I mean, I talk to myself more than anybody else talks to me. You know, all day long, I'm carrying on a conversation with myself. Not out loud, that would just be odd, but I mean, in my mind, I'm talking to myself over and over again. And, and man, well, dang it if it isn't always positive. 
You ever notice that? Like, you know, you're not just running around just positive thoughts, positive thinking, good things coming. No, it's always these it's, it's negative things that are, that, are, that are coming on you. It's, it's these self-defeating thoughts that, that you have, and they, they come over you. And Paul tells us in this passage here is that we, we don't realize just how powerful a thought can be. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting down, and I was watching a ball game, and I was just minding my own business and, uh, and Laura walks in the room, and she says, hey, honey, would, would you like some chocolate chip cookies? And I said, well, I didn't, but I do now, because I wasn't even thinking about it before, but now, now I hear the mixer in my head, and I hear it going round and round, and then I hear the little pitter-patter of the chocolate chips being sprinkled into the batter and being mixed Around. I see my spoon going in for the test dive on, on the, the dough. I, anybody with me on this? Yeah. And then I, I, I just smell the aura coming from the oven of the freshly baked. Yes, I want some chocolate chip cookies. Thoughts are powerful, are they not? In fact, thoughts, actually, if you think about this, th- thoughts will dominate our decision-making. Our thoughts will dominate our decision-making, and we, we don't realize how much our thoughts dominate our decision-making. Like, think of, a, um, you think of, a, of your mind like a garden, okay? Think of your mind like, like a garden, and, and a thought is a seed. And what happens is that that seed is given to you, and then that seed is is planted into my mind. And once it's planted into my mind, then it begins to take root in my mind. And once it begins to take root, it begins to grow. It begins to create in me either healthy desires or unhealthy desires. And then they grow to a certain level until I finally act on those desires. Thoughts are are powerful. Marketers understand this. I mean, they, they understand the power of a thought to get in, into our mind. Like, here, play, play along with me, okay? Play along with me, all right? We are farmers. Exactly. I mean, it just doesn't matter. I mean, that, that thought, is, it, it is there, and marketers understand that. I mean, ha, have you ever gotten a song just stuck in your brain, and you can't get it out? Wake me up before you go, go, son. I mean, that'll be there all day. You're welcome. Like, we're coming into that season, holiday season, and music, and Christmas music, and I I got in trouble in first service. How many of you love Christmas music, Christmas music lovers? Okay, all right. You ain't going to like this at all. All right. Uh, How about those of you that just, you're like, can't wait for New Year's Day? Cannot wait till it's, yeah, okay, you're my people. I just... Man, and so those Christmas songs, they will just get stuck in your head, and every year there is one, and I cannot get to the radio button or the iTunes button quick enough, or my phone. I cannot when it. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, oh man! I just said thoughts are 
powerful, okay? And they will dominate our thinking and they dominate our decision-making. And Paul says this. He says that it's a seed and, it, and, and it's a seed. And when, when you plant it, Paul says what you plant matters because it's a breeding ground for life or for death. Life or death on what you plant in your mind. I, it, it is the holidays this next weekend, going to be Thanksgiving, and the holidays, you know, bring about, you know, there's two things you try to avoid all year long, and you can't at the holidays, right? Food and family. You just got to put up with them, okay? I mean, it's just food and family. Neither one of them are good for you, but they're not going to be there that long. <laughs> You're just rolling around. They're going to be gone. But, but there's, I mean, I, I love my family. I, I, I mean, you probably love your family, but there's always, there's always that one family member that just rubs you the wrong way. And, and all they've got to do is walk in the room, right? They don't even have to say anything. I don't know if it's something they've done in the past or personality conflict, whatever it is. And when they, they'll just walk in the room this week. And when they walk in the room, a seed, a, a thought of, of anger can be planted into your brain. And that anger then is planted and it takes root. And then you start feeding it. You start feeding it with resentment and bitterness, and it begins to grow. It begins to grow these desires of resentment and bitterness and, and, and jealousy or whatever, or unforgiveness, until finally you've had enough and you act on that. And death comes to a relationship. Or, or maybe it's, it's, it's not that at all. Maybe that's going to be great for you, but maybe, it's, um, you know, maybe your, your marriage isn't quite where it, where it needs to be. I mean, it's okay, but you're in a dry season right now, and you got, you're not really talking, and things aren't going so great. You're fighting and yelling and all that, and so you're at work, and um, in the workplace, you know, men and women, we got to work next to each other all the time. I mean, just constantly, and that's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just the way the world is, but you suddenly notice that um, that coworker of yours that's of the opposite sex, they they listen. Like, they listen to me. And they, uh, they laugh at my jokes. <laughs> and they, uh, gosh, they don't yell, yell at me. And, and, and a seed is planted. And that seed then can take root. And then it begins to grow. And it creates these unhealthy desires. You're like, oh, dude, I'm not acting on anything. I'm just, I mean, I've had some thoughts, but I mean, come on, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And you continue to feed it, and you continue to feed it until one day you, you act on it. And you live with regret, and death comes to you. I think nobody understands this more than those who have dealt with addiction. Uh, whether that's drugs, alcohol, sexual addiction, pornography, whatever. Um, you, you understand the power of a thought, the power of a seed to, to take root. And I think you might use the phrase triggers. There's a, there's a trigger that, that happens. And it's kind of odd because it's, it's like, it might be like a, a smell. It's just a smell. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It could just be some smell and it triggers that and a seed is, is planted in you. It could be just something you see, like you weren't even looking for it and then there it, it was on, on, on the side of the road or in the, the 
in the bus or it was in the, on the internet or wherever, and there's that, and then you take that seed and you plant that seed, and it takes root, and then it gives birth to unhealthy desires, and then death comes to you. And so, with Paul, Paul says, "Don't let your mind be guided by selfish desires." Don't let your mind guide you. Let, let the Spirit guide you. Let be guided by the desires of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. The, the, enemy, the enemy can't do anything we don't allow him to do. Like we, we love, and I say we, I mean we, like me and we, okay? We love to blame everyone else, don't we? We love to blame work. We love to blame this. I'm gonna, this, is, and this is why I'm like this, and this happened, and well, if it wasn't for this, then this would have happened. But, but back in verse 6, Paul, Paul says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. So letting, in, in other words, I'm, I'm letting my sinful nature take control. I'm allowing it. I'm I'm giving it permission. I'm, I'm doing it to myself. Here's the thing. You can't give the enemy permission to roam around in your head, okay? Don't give the enemy permission to roam around in your brain. Come on, tell three people right now. Don't give him permission. Don't let him in. Don't. Let him in. Paul is writing this letter to, to the Roman church, and he is a church planter. He started churches all over the place, and one of the churches was in this place called Corinth, and he wrote several letters to them. One of them is the letter that's 2 Corinthians, and we're not going to put it on the screen, but you might want to write this down, 2 Corinthians 10.5. And to the, the Corinthian church, he, he told them this, take every thought captive. Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. I'd like for you to write this down because this is so good for us to hold on to. If I don't take the thought captive, it will take me captive. <laughs> if I don't take the thought captive, it will take me captive. What, what will happen is the, the truth will become cloudy, excuses and reasons and, and you'll, you'll find a way and the enemy will manipulate the, the truth and the next thing you know, your confidence will be taken from you and your swag will be waning. You won't have that anymore. So when the enemy offers you a seed, don't plant it. When he offers you a seed, don't plant it. Quarantine it. Quarantine it. Come on, tell three people right now. You got to quarantine that thought. Quarantine it. Come on, three people right now. Tell, wake up with me. Three people right now. Come on, let's talk to each other here. Quarantine it. You got to quarantine that thought. In, in other words, listen, this is, Paul says that, in, in, that we've got to plant seeds that, that please the Spirit. We got to let the things of the Spirit take root in us. We got to let those good things grow within us. And in, in other words, we've got to fill our minds so full of the things of the Spirit that the enemy has no room to get in. I got to be so full of the Holy Spirit that the enemy can't get in. He has no way of getting in. In, in other words, I, I got when the when the enemy comes with that seed that I'm going to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to quarantine that, and instead I'm going to think about the things that please the Spirit. 
Because one of the biggest issues that we have, biggest problems we have as followers of Jesus is we're like, oh yeah, take every thought captive. And so we quarantine it, but we don't fill it in our mind. We don't fill anything else in our mind. Guess what happens? When you quarantine something and you don't put something else there, guess what's going to happen? That thought is going to come racing right back to your brain. So you got to fill it with something else. So I'm going to give you four things to fill it with, okay? And I'd like for you to write these down. And now I'm just on the front end, I'm just, just full uh, disclosure here. These four I'm about to give you are not like, you're not going to be like, wow. <laughs> wow, I am so glad I came today. I'm going to give you four things. that You've heard these four things before, and you're just going to be like, seriously? Those are the four? But here's what I want you to do. When you write these four down, what I want to challenge you to do is ask yourself the hard question, am I filling my mind with this? Or maybe have I kind of been lax on this? So here's four things that you can fill your mind with. Number one, the word. The word. This, this, this right here. Right now, you're... Wow, that's amazing. Isn't it? That's, that's good, isn't it? You're like, come on, tell, tell somebody right now, just turn listening next to you and say, man... That is so good. That is so good. <laughs> the word. Fill it with the word. Right now you're like, you got it. That, that's what you got? You, you've been spending all week prepping for this, and you, this is what you come with? You got to fill your mind with the word. Listen, when you step outside your front door, guess who's standing there with the seed ready to plant it into your brain? The enemy. He's right there with the seed. And guess what? If you step out and you've not filled up on the word then you're going to step out and the enemy is going to be able to plant that seed in you. you got to be a person of the word. All right, so that's the first one. Number two, number two, listen to some worship music. Listen to worship music. Now, I'm not saying you got to turn off the, the, the other stuff. I mean, I love Jason Aldean. I love JT. I love it all. All right, I mean, I get my usher on. I mean, I love all that stuff, okay? I mean, that's some good Stuff and I'd be rocking that up in my Ford F-150, okay? I mean, I just, I don't have any, I am bouncing to some 80s tunes. I love that stuff, okay? That's just who I am. But there are times that I need to shut off JT and I need to put on some worship music. I, I need to hear on a Monday what I've heard on a Sunday. Did you, did you know that you can go to iTunes and you can hear the, the, the resurrected king is resurrecting me from the ashes of defeat. He, I mean, all, you know that you can go to iTunes, you can get that song, you can put it on repeat over and over and listen to it over. I do that all the time. We sing these songs, I'm like, man, it's a good song. I gotta go find that song, you know, and I'll talk to the worship team, where, where do we get that song? I like that song. And, and they'll tell me, and I'll go, I'll go find it, and I'll go listen to it, and I'll just, I'll just get it in me because you gotta get it in me, and you gotta be so full. Listen, when you're worshiping, did you notice, like, here's the thing. If you were singing, like when we were singing these songs, you didn't have a whole lot of negative thoughts coming in, did you? You didn't have a whole lot of the enemy getting seeds in, did he? I mean, sometimes like, he can come on you in those moments, but when you're singing praises to God, that, that can't get in. It, like that praise pushes the pain right out. God is so faithful with that, with the worship music. So you gotta get some worship. So that's one is the word, two is worship music. All right, you ready for the third one? Okay, you ready to be wild? You ready? This is gonna be amazing. Pray. Pray. What, what, I, what I have found when, when it comes to prayer is, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, there's times I don't want to pray because when I pray, I know that the thought's going to leave me. And I kind of like thinking about it. 
Is that not the honest truth? Sometimes the enemy comes with that seed. Let's just be, let's just be real, man. It's just like, I, I kind of want to think about it. And it leads nowhere but to death. But when you start praying, you pray those thoughts right out of your brain. I just did that this week. I was dealing with an issue and, and a struggle, and, and, uh, and I was just was praying on my mind. Bitterness and frustration and anger were coming on me pretty, pretty heavy. And, and the more I thought about it, the more it started festering, and, and it started creating these unhealthy desires in me. And I thought, man, if I don't, I got I to get this under control right now. And I just started praying. And when I started praying, it just started leaving. And I prayed, and it left, and I prayed, and it left, and I prayed, and it, and it left. Prayer, you got to, you got to pray. All right, you ready for the fourth one? I'm just knocking your socks off here. This is you're just like, man, I can't believe this is amazing. <laughs> here's, here, here's the fourth one. Go to church. Go to church. Like be in the house of God. What are you doing right now? You are planting good seed. You are planting seeds that please the spirit. Do you, you notice like when you're in here, do you notice that hope is rising in you? Do you notice that you, you have peace that's coming upon you? You're like, what is that? That is the work of the Holy Spirit in this place, working in our lives to bring freedom to us. Man, I, I, I've been in the house of God. How many of you have a child that you brought with you to church today? Raise your hand. I brought a child to church today. Your husband does not count, okay? Mindy, your husband does not count. Okay, all right. Yeah, if you brought a child, guess what? Guess what is happening right now? If you have a child back in core kids, Right now, the seeds of the Spirit are being planted in their impressionable minds. Right now. The enemy might try to come upon them, but like you're putting them in a place where they can receive. And listen, when you're not in the house of God and you're home, what are we putting in their brain? Frozen? Well, there's something. That's wonderful. Right? That's of the devil right there. We know that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Sort of. All right. I mean, but you, what seed am I planting in my kids' mind? Do they really need to see Frozen one more time? No, I don't need to see that. But it's easy to just stay home. It's easy to stay home. And then we wonder, why am I struggling? I don't, why am I struggling? What's going on with me? Because Paul says, I'm, I'm letting my sinful nature take control. I'm letting the enemy plant the seed. You don't need to go to church today. You're tired. You're wore out. It's been a tough week. You got a lot to do. You're up to like 2 a.m. You really, you really should stay home. Who do you think tells you that? God doesn't tell you that. It's the enemy who comes to you and plants that seed. So we see this even in, in the life of Jesus, a great example of this with Jesus's um, Jesus is tempted, and he's in the wilderness, and it's in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and John, and if you've been in church, you may know the story, but if you don't know the story, Jesus, when he begins his ministry, the Holy Spirit leads him off into the wilderness where he fasts and he prays for 40 days, and while he's out there fasting and praying, no food, no water, okay, he's the son of God, God in the flesh, the devil comes to him and tempts him, and he points to this rock, and he says, turn this rock to bread, now, we see that, and we're like, dang, why are you messing with Jesus? Come on, man. Like, that's nothing for him. Bing, I'm not going to do it. I'm, not, I'm back off. I mean, no, he's Jesus. He's, he's in the flesh. He's also a man. He is hungry, okay? He ain't been eaten, which means that rock 
suddenly looks like a loaf of bread and he can smell the chocolate chip cookies. You know what I mean? Like he can see the little pitter-patter of the chocolate chips falling into the bowl. And he's like, oh, I've got to have that. And what does he do? He answers the enemy with the word. He speaks the word. What's great is, I mean, come on, let's give him some credit. I mean, he is the word in flesh, so he, he, he wrote the Bible, and so he's got it all in him, okay? But he's got it in, and it comes out. And we also know, though, he was also empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was led into the, led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit is giving him power in that moment, and he's speaking the word, and he is crushing the enemy in that moment. If you want to crush the enemy... Speak the word and let the Holy Spirit unleash his power in your life. So he says, and he goes on to talk about in the next few verses here that, that there's this battle for control and, and that our, 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 our sin nature. So here's the thing. It, you're never going to be free from it. This, this battle that's taking place within you, congratulations, welcome to life. <laughs> in fact, he says that it's hostile to, to, to God, but he says there's good news for those of us that are followers of Jesus. There's some there's some good news, and that is that the same spirit that raised God from the dead is the same spirit that is in us, is in us. And in verse 12, he says this, Therefore, therefore, brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. That's good news. You do not have to do it. I don't have to do it. He says, for if you live by its dictates, you will die. That's what he talked about earlier in verse 6. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are, what? Let's say this together, what? Led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Again, I am loved by the Father. I am His child, I am saved by the Son, and I am guided by the Holy Spirit. Last week, I was talking about um, uh, how being a dad, I love embarrassing my kids, and so every once in a while, I'll break out the dad dance. Um, if, if you weren't here, I, was, I won't do the dad dance, but um, I was talking about if I'll hear a song or something, I, just out of nowhere, we could be in the kitchen, we could be at a restaurant, we could be anywhere, and, and if I hear it, I'll just, I'll be, hey, dance floor's open, and I'll just start, I'll start bringing it, you know, and the, the kids hate it, Laura hates it, and so we were, uh, Laura and I were at the airport this week, and we were sitting down, and we were just kind of hanging out at the airport, and I heard this, I don't even remember what song it was, it was like, it was a ballad, and it was like this slow jam, like Lionel Richie kind of thing happening. I don't remember what it was. And I was just like, oh, that's good. And, and I looked at her and she said, no, no. And I'm like, come on, girl, come on, girl, come on, girl. And I, and I got her up and, and, and right there in the middle of Tulsa International Airport, I mean, me and my, me and my bride was like, mm, yeah. And I'm like, slow dancing, swaying to the music, mm. It's me and my girl. Mm. And she's like, are we done yet? And, <laughs> and, and uh, I would love to tell you that when, we, when Laura and I dance together, that it's, just, it's, just, it's intoxicating and it's, it's awesome, but it, it's a struggle. Because I like to lead and she won't let me lead. Now, I understand I'm a terrible dancer. 
That's on the record. Anybody who's ever seen me on the dance floor, I cannot dance. I got three beats in me, and then, and then I'm off from there. And, and I, but I still want to lead. And she's like, you can't lead. I'm like, I'm going to lead. And, and we end up tripping over each other, and it just becomes miserable. So what are you tripping over? What keeps tripping you up? What if, uh, like the Apostle Paul says here, what, what if you let the Holy Spirit lead? Like, what, what if you trusted him? Because here's the truth, he's a much better dancer than you are. Come on, tell somebody behind you and in front of you, he's a much better dancer than you are. He's a much better dancer than, than, than you are. I mean, listen, you think about the Holy Spirit, like, he, he sees what's coming, he sees what's coming. He's got the moves like Jagger. Okay? I mean, he can dance you to freedom. That's what he wants to do for you. I mean, that, I, I was thinking earlier, I'm like, man, that is a great lyric for a song. I don't know if it's in a song, but Eric, you need to, where's Eric? You write that down right now. That's going to become a worship song right there. That's going to become a number one worship song for you, my friend, and you copyright it right now. Man, that is, that, that is good. I need to write that. That is good. Dance. He will dance you to freedom. You're, gonna, you're actually going to probably write something, and then we're going to be singing it, and everybody's going to be like, I was there. I was there that day when they talked about that, and now we are singing it. He dances me to freedom. But it's true. He will dance you to freedom. This is what he wants to do for you, what he wants to do for me, and, and the way he does that is through the power of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit as the Apostle, Apostle Paul says breathe life into Jesus and raise Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that is alive in every person that's a follower of Jesus. That means that he wants to breathe life into you and raise you up from the dead. What that, what that means is like if you're not a follower of Jesus, it means, guess what? You're on your own. Good luck. I mean, you just got to figure it out on your own. You got to try it on your own and keep tripping up on your own. But those of us who are followers of Jesus, would you not testify to the fact that when you stop and you said, all right, God, I'm going to let you lead and you let him lead. Have you not found that he dances you to freedom, that you are able to conquer over sin when you allow him to guide your life? This is our God. This is what he wants to do today. This is who the Holy Spirit is. And Paul says, it's the spirit that gives me the power to put it to death. But he says, I also have a part to play in it. I got to put it to death. The Holy Spirit gives me the power to put it to death, but I ultimately have to put it to death. In other words, I have to say yes to the Spirit's desires and no, no to my selfish desires. So we're going to pray. And I always want to ask you this question, what are you, what, what, what's tripping you up? What, what in your life, maybe there's a seed that, that you recognize is not healthy, and you know I need to quarantine that. I need to stop that right now. I need to step back from that. That is gonna bring nothing but death in my life. Or maybe you've allowed a seed in, and it's planted, and it's beginning to grow, and you recognize these unhealthy desires. Maybe for you today, that's you. You, you, you recognize, I, I, I got some things that are they're not good. And I wanna give you a chance today to put it to death through the power of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe, and God forbid, but it's true of all of us, maybe you've had some unhealthy desires and you've, act, you've act, acted on them. And now you're 
experiencing that death, there's a God who wants to resurrect you today and wants to put the sin to death in your life and raise you up to new life. Or maybe you're not a follower of Jesus, and today you say, man, I just I want to open myself up to him, and I, I want to be a follower of Jesus today. I, I, I don't understand everything about it, but I, I, I'm, I'm ready. It just begins by confessing your sin to him and just inviting him in, and here's what's going to happen. We're going to pray here in just a moment, and when we pray, I just promise you today, some of you, are, you're going to instantly feel something delivered off of you. You're going you're gonna to sense it. You're going to know it, that you've been delivered from something, and you're going to start walking into your freedom. You're going to dance into your freedom. And some of you today, you're going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit come on you. His Spirit is going to speak to your spirit and confirm, I am with you.